This is National Native News. I'm Jill Freitas in Anchorage, Alaska, filling in for Antonia Gonzalez. Today, we're featuring stories from our KMBA news desk. In the 1970s, in Cook Inlet in the Anchorage area, thousands of beluga whales could be seen. So many whales that you could feasibly walk across their backs without falling into the water. That's according to Mandy Magura, an author of a map studying the challenges Cook Inlet whales face today. Four decades later, Magura says you'd be lucky to see seven whales at a time. The population stands at around 280 as of 2018, according to the Marine Mammal Commission. We've lost over a thousand belugas from this population. Um, that, that's a huge, significant loss. Magura is the author of the project, which is focusing on pinpointing the reasons why this might be happening to the belugas. According to Magura, the population decline is due to several factors that can be categorized as point source pollution and non-point source pollution. Point source polluters have a permit and pollution comes from a known source. That would be things such as um, wastewater treatment facilities, uh, stormwater drains, seafood discharges. Non-point source polluters don't have a single point of the entrance like point source polluters. So examples of that would be uh, runoff from roads or on the airport, you know, when it rains or snow melts, that all just kind of runs in. To the These threats are building up for the whales, causing issues like food insecurity, immune compromisation, and noise distractions that serve as a death by a thousand cuts. According to Magura, over long-term exposure, these factors will continue to decrease the population we see today. Catching up with U.S. Representative Mary Peltola, who was sworn into office in January. She's the first ever Alaska Native person to represent Alaska in Congress. Peltola was recently at the U.S. Capitol for the annual Alaska Week. She says she was able to discuss many important matters, including key Alaska Federation of Natives issues. We talked about a lot of high-level things. AFN is so good at helping frame our priorities as the largest statewide Native political organization. They're really good at looking at things, kind of zooming out, looking at things not beyond just details and beyond just regional issues. They're really looking at Alaska in terms of our place globally. Peltola is addressing a number of priorities for her home state, such as fishing, Medicare and Medicaid, and marginalized groups in Alaska. I think we all need to be thinking about veterans, thinking about disabled people, thinking about elders, really thinking about our young people. We need to be looking for solutions on our homeless and unhoused families. Forty percent of the people in Alaska who do not have a house are children, and that is through no fault of their own. But as an elected person, it really does impact everybody, this homelessness and houselessness issue. And I want to be one of the people at the table coming up with solutions. So those are some of the things that I consider priorities that I want to work hard on. Peltola's next goal is to continue prioritizing protecting fish and reducing bycatch. And we'll be tracking National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration expected revisions to some of national standards, which govern allocation, fishery-dependent community participation, and bycatch. Alaska Native artist Crystal Worrell's work will soon be on a postage stamp. The U.S. Postal Service is officially launching a set of four stamps called The Art of the Skateboard. Worrell's illustration showcases the Northwest Coast Formline style of design, which she is known for. Worrell, whose Clinket and Athabaskan used blue and indigo colors to depict a salmon, which she says is important to Alaska Natives because it's fed them for thousands of years. Worrell is not the first Alaska Native to have her art featured on a stamp. Her brother Rico designed a raven stamp for the post office two years ago. The two are business partners who sell their designs on t-shirts, jewelry, playing cards, and even snowboards. I'm Jill Freitas.
National Native News is produced by Kiwanak Broadcast Corporation with funding by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Support by the American Indian Higher Education Consortium, working to ensure tribal colleges and universities are included in our higher education system. Information on 37 tribal colleges and universities at AIHEC.org. Support from AmeriCorps VISTA, whose members serve to alleviate poverty while earning money for college and gaining professional skills. Rewarding service opportunities can be found at A-M-E-R-I-C-O-R-P-S dot G-O-V slash V-I-S-T-A. Native Voice One, the Native American Radio Network.